0: Blood Talk Radio And when I fall asleep The darkness and the
1: demon steal my dreams Of how things were and how they still could be In a sweeter place
2: Well, hi, everyone, and welcome to Alzheimer's Speaks Radio. I'm your host, Lori LeBay, and I am just thrilled to be here today. We're going to have a really uh, exciting show with great information. But before I get into introducing both our guests today, I want to first uh, tell you a little bit about Alzheimer's Speaks because, uh, you know, we always have new people joining us all the time, and I just want to make sure that, that people know who we are. and and what we're about. Alzheimer's Speaks was really started because of my own personal journey with my mother. My mom had dementia for 30 years. Um, She just recently passed away, but it was life changing for me. And I found my family and I and my mom and everyone around her just really struggling for resources and connections for everyday conversations. And so um, I decided to create Alzheimer's Speaks. And basically what we are is we're an advocacy-based company providing multiple platforms to shift our dementia care culture around the world. I really think we each have something to offer one another. And so we're about raising voice of everyone, so those that are diagnosed, those that are family members, those that are professionals, um, to um, advocates, to movie directors, authors. we've had musicians, um, we've had, you know, Harvard research has been on the show, so I mean, it's really quite varied um, in terms of storytelling. And we really, again, believe that by joining forces, we're going to be able to um, not only share knowledge, but we're going to be able to shift our ability as a society to have everyday conversations about life with dementia. And I, I think in doing that, we're going to be able to remove those stigmas attached to memory loss and really help those living with the disease live with purpose and promise and to be able to to enjoy life with an illness like we do for so many other uh, diseases like heart disease and cancer and diabetes. Um, Alzheimer's needs to get to that level and, and all the other dementias. And at our core, again, we believe, you know, being collaborative, working together is really the only way that we're going to win this battle. And I know that were having an effect because we were lucky enough to be um, named the number one influencer online by Dr. Oz in share care um, and that was just incredible for our our work online regarding Alzheimer's disease, and that did not happen by me alone. That happened by all of you um, helping to share the word, and um, you know it's just all those little clicks and likes and tweets, um, those small little things that don't take us much time have a huge impact because. You know, you really don't know who in your circle needs this information next. And we don't know that because people are so uncomfortable having this conversation. So the more we can put it out there, the more it's available, um, the easier it's going to make – make for people to step into that realm and investigate and get the information that they need Um, so today on our show as with every show all of our all of our episodes are recorded so you can go back and listen to any archive shows that you'd like Um, but in addition we love to interact with you so if you have a question or a comment you can call in at 714-364-4757 Again, that's 714-364-4757, and you can ask uh, our guests a question or make a comment on what they're talking about. We would love to, love to uh, hear what you have to say. Um, if you're not available by phone or not comfortable talking live on the air, you can always use your chat box as well, and I'll be reviewing and monitoring that as, as we move along um, in our session um, uh, before, uh, I have one more thing, just some housekeeping stuff I like to do uh, before we get started. There's a couple of events coming up that I want to mention. Um, May 1st through the 4th is Alzheimer's Disease International's um, uh, International Conference in Puerto Rico, and there's still time to sign up. You just go to Alzheimer's Disease International and check that out, though it's creeping up here pretty quick. I was hoping to be there myself this year, but I have another conference that I'll be attending. And in fact, That's the one that's held May 2nd and 3rd here in Minnesota, the National Summit on Seniors and Disabilities Ministry. Uh, Also on June 5th, I just want to highlight I'm involved with the Alzheimer's Research um, Center here in St. Paul at Regents Hospital, which is one of the largest brain banks um, in the country. And um, we are having a a benefit educational breakfast. It's It's a free breakfast. Um, but it's also a fundraiser with the health partners foundation and if you're interested in coming and sitting at a table with me, I would love to love to have you. We just need to know for for numbers typically, I'll end up having more than one table every year uh for that fundraiser but it's 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 really quite informative and very exciting to learn the the latest uh things that they are working on for their trials and and so forth. Um, The other thing i like to mention is the Purple Angel Project. I'm uh, one of the ambassadors for the Purple Angel, which is the new global symbol for dementia. If you are interested in learning how you can get involved in that, please contact me um, just at Lori, L-O-R-I, at alzheimerspeaks.com. Or you can just go to alzheimerspeaks.com. There's a big contact button and just click on the email or my phone number is there as well. Um, Alzheimer's Disease International, again, if you are looking for support anywhere in the world, Alzheimer's Disease International is the association of of all the Alzheimer's associations. So feel free to reach out um, and find someone who's, you know, an organization that's closest to you. Along with that, you'll get all the world reports and what's going on with the G8 summits and all the G20. Um, and so that's a pretty fascinating uh, site to go to. The Alzheimer's studies uh, dot com will get you to a couple of trials if you're interested in participating in a trial for either tau or they have a new uh, trial for frontal temporal lobe and they're looking for people to participate in that. You can go to Alzheimer's or the Alzheimer's team on Facebook. And then another um, favorite uh, organization of mine is uh, one that works uh, very much in the holistic mode, Alzheimer's Research and Prevention Foundation. So if you're looking to learn more about um, health, um, you know, exercise and and uh, what to eat and meditation and things of that sort. They're, they're a great, great resource to go to. Um, and then uh, the Louis Body Association, the Frontal Temporal Lobe, the National Aphasia Association for people who are having trouble with their speech. Um, again, there are so many different types of dementia. You know, if you've got a specific type, make sure that you also tap into that organization. And then a couple of my favorite um, engagement... uh, Organizations are, would be Music First with Choral Health. They kind of do prescriptions with music, and you know how music can change our moods. Um, they have figured out how to help wake us up, put us to sleep, eat, um, get us to be in a, in a better mood, and this can be very effective with those with dementia. Puzzle With Me has designed a puzzle that's um, adult appropriate um, bigger pieces, um, thicker pieces, um, easier to work with, and then Jiminy Wicket, of course, is uh, the croquet game that I just love because it's intergenerational, and it also allows those um, those to learn. So they, they do a lot in the school systems, um, helping helping educate. So um, just keep keep those in mind because they're great great. Uh, Resources. So let me go ahead and get into the meat of the matter here today because, again, we're going to have a great show. Um, I am so lucky to have joined with us uh, and um, Yuta Ludwig, who has been on the show before um, with us, and she is just an absolutely joy. Um, She has been in the industry um, like myself forever. Um, Yuta grew up actually in Copenhagen, Denmark and since 94 she's worked with elders with Alzheimer's disease and related dementia. She is, um, is a consultant for facilities. Dr. Ludwig specializes in staff and program development. Um, She really is big on quality of life programs that um, draw on her background as uh, an educational um, psychology um, expert. And she also is big into the arts and theater and music, and and she lectures and counsels on caregiving um, for people with memory impairment and for those who care for them. Her latest book is... The Alzheimer's Creativity Project, and it is a full-color guide. I mean, you will be surprised when you buy this book um, because it's quite impressive. Um, and I think the color really helps you get the impact of of the creativity of these activities that, that she's pulled together. Um, she has also written some previous books: Alzheimer's A to Z, a quick reference guide, and um, its um, predecessor, Alzheimer's A to Z: Secrets to Succeed, um, sec- Secrets to Successful Caregiving. And she, she, you know, she's just kind of a wonder. I met her when I was uh, working on the, the memory cafe, and she contacted me because uh, she had the Alzheimer's cafe in New Mexico, and that's kind of when our, our friendship began. And so, without any further ado, let me go ahead and, and pull Yuta in here.
3: Yuta, how are you doing today? I am just fine. I have a bit of an allergy, so if I if I get a coughing fit in the middle of it, please forgive me. <laughs> okay. Oh,
2: you're not alone. Um, Tis the season,
3: I, I think. I know. <laughs> I you know I I tried to do preventive stuff this morning, so hopefully it'll work. But other than that, I'm doing just great. Thank you.
2: Well, wonderful. Well, like I said, I'm I'm so excited to have you here and when I when I got this book in the mail, um a I, you know, I was just I was so impressed with it. You know, it's nice and big, it's easy to handle, it's well designed. Um the print is large. It you know, that the type scent just kind of jumps out at you. Um but the the pictures um are just pretty incredible in here and they really they really show um, the depth of what it is you're talking about. I think sometimes, you know, if this would have been in black and white, it just wouldn't have been um, as impactful. Anyways, it wouldn't have been to me. Um, the color, I, I know, it makes it a little bit pricier, but well, well worth um, worth that decision, I believe. What made you decide um, to do this book?
3: oh actually it's been probably been in the works in my brain for about 10 years
4: uh-huh
3: uh and the more i got involved with with facilities and work with them on among other things on, on pulling their their activity programs together the more i realized i really have to put this together and put it out there because uh my my very strong feeling is that we must review what we're doing and rethink our so-called activity programs and change them. Oh, uh, we I do not I allow totally agree. You know, creativity there's uh, everything is is um uh, handed on a platter. Mhm. You know, it's it's passive. So, this book was based on uh many years of run- I I absolutely hate the the word activity by the way. Uh, but I can't find, I can't think of another one. It, many years of of running programs for uh, some facilities here in Santa Fe, and uh, the book is actually shows the results of many of these. Uh, the The illustrations and um, and the works in there, except for about three pages, everything else was was actually created by people with uh, pretty advanced Alzheimer's or other dementia. And some of these, in my opinion, compete with what you see in galleries. Oh, I agree. And they're creations, not mine. <laughs> you know, you know yep. what I mean?
2: Yeah, I I agree. Well, you look at you know Dr. Daniel Potts and and his dad. Um, you know his stuff went on exhibits, um, and his dad never yeah. picked up a paintbrush until he had dementia. And um it's it's pretty incredible stuff and, and I so agree with you that we really need to change. Um you know, my daughter's an activities coordinator and she's like, everything. They want everything in a group, you know, and we need to be able to 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 meet with them one on one and meet their needs and, you know, pull out these different things. Mm-hmm. I mean, she she she's young and she sees it. Um, you know, it just can't be get them in a room and you know we're so used to just checking off that task of I had an activity
4: right. because right. it's mandated.
2: Right. And there's so many different right. ways to define an activity from daily living um, and so forth. You know, one of my one of my my favorite people in the world is is on the show with us listening in the background, Harry Urban, and he made one of the most, I think, brilliant comments one time when we were talking about activities and, you know, just living life with dementia. And he said, you know, I used to like to relax before I got dementia. <laughs> and I still do. <laughs> you know. Right, have- a good point. But we have this mentality that we have to keep people busy if they want to be or not. And and for you and me, we would fight tooth and nail if someone tried to do that to us. And then we get upset when they're upset or they get angry or don't want to participate. But we would do the same thing mm-hmm. if we weren't engaged. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it, it's just such a, a natural piece and, you know, uh, Being someone in the field, sometimes you do have to sit back and almost laugh and go, How can we be this screwed up? How can we not get this? (laughs) How did we overlook this? You know, because it's so, it's just so important. Um, It's just such an important, important piece. Um, Now, there's, you know, a common belief that people with Alzheimer's or other types of dementia aren't able to learn new skills. What what's your thought on that? Cuz I know you definitely have some opinions.
3: Oh yeah. Well, fortunately, I didn't know that when I first got into this.
0: Mm-hmm. That
3: that was a common belief. <laughs> I had never heard that. When I first got into this, I didn't know anything about Alzheimer's or dementia. Mm-hmm. When I found myself all of a sudden in the middle of a of a community, um I actually it was a, it was a memory care and uh-huh. uh there I was and i just I just realized i mean I looked at what was going on, I said these people need something fun to do, so we just mm-hmm. started doing fun things like very casually and but like i said i I had no idea that that uh people with uh serious dementia were not supposed to be able to learn new stuff mhm so i you know I just made things available to them and uh and gave them the time and space, which is so crucial. And they just mm-hmm. start doing things, and and then, of course, later on, you know i, I did i did i went back and studied and all that, and, and I said, wait a minute, <laughs> they're wrong, they're wrong, they just never gave people a chance,
4: yeah yeah,
2: you know and I, if-
3: there are you you have to give people the environment that works for them, and you have to give them the time, and the problem I feel is. That we are so stuck with almost like a ele- elementary school mentality. Mm-hmm. Period one, period two, period three, and then we can have period five. That's bingo.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: I hate bingo. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, and like you said, nobody asks people what they want to do, and, no, and and they it's don't, and they don't. You know they don't know how to keep track of what is really going on in their groups so that they're forced to 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 have who's mm-hmm. engaged and who's not who really wants to be here you know, yeah, it, it's like they you know activity directors are mostly forced to be cheerleaders, frustrated cheerleaders <laughs>
4: uh-huh,
3: know. and it's sad because the possibilities i out
2: there, and they're wonderful. Well, and it's limitless. It's absolutely limitless.
3: And there's, absolutely. you know,
2: and it, to me, it goes back to um, the way we were trained. You know, we're so afraid of failure, and we really should mm-hmm. be afraid of not trying something different. Right, right. And so we right, ha- we have right. the whole equation backwards, and that just paralyzes people because they're so worried about being judged. And that does mm-hmm, such mm-hmm. an such an injustice because I think some of the most brilliant times I know that I had with my mom were just mm-hmm. kind of goofy mistakes. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't have normally right. a <laughs> <laughs> there, and they're probably some of the best <laughs> memories that I have because it was like, well, who would have thought, You know, I mean, it was just like, <laughs> right, right. I, and so it it just <laughs> makes it, and then you feel empowered you know as a care partner and you could just see the glow you know on on my mom's face or somebody else's face when they're really engaged in the pride that they have and just this feeling of love and comfort and it's like you know it doesn't get any better than that so why why are
0: we doing this why are we
2: training people You know, on this, it just it's it really it it just kind of dumbfounds me, you know the whole the whole process and and the way we work. Now, do you see? Um, what's your thoughts in terms of code compliance? Because I think that that's, I think part of it comes from you know a, um, an organization on down, but I think there's you know the big worry of getting flagged and getting tagged,
3: you right, know. Right. Well, you know what we did. Let me tell you what we what, what I did because once I realized I had to, you know, start complying. Uh,
0: mm-hmm.
3: I fortunately, I, since I never worked with a nursing home with these programs, it was always assisted living, and they uh-huh. do have more freedom. And so I did. I was not required to take copious notes on every resident for every session that we did, which mm-hmm. would have reminded me of being a teacher, which is you know ridiculous. Uh, I what I said I, I what I did was open up the program completely. So after lunch we would get together, and things were available. It was like multi-centered almost. Mm-hmm. You know, we'd, I, I would have all the, the different supplies available. Uh, so what people want, whatever they wanted to do, it was there. And then we sometimes we actually went through lunch when, when things what got so exciting that they didn't want to stop. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, we'd stop for lunch and, may, and then we'll do something different in the afternoon. But our, we still had to write up schedules. So actually, I decided to make an activity out of writing up schedules. And mm-hmm. we, as a group, we came up with these ridiculous titles for, for, for each hour of the morning, mm-hmm. for instance. And mm-hmm. I don't remember them now. I wish I'd kept them, you know, to allow us to basically do whatever we wanted to. Because all the state wanted was to see that, that here was a schedule, a weekly schedule, and it was filled in. Yep.
4: yep.
3: And I don't think anybody really looks at the schedule to see if there's a balance. I know they don't because or either they don't realize that there needs to be a balance. Or or what
2: that balance yeah. even looks like I think is part of the problem. You know right. exactly uh, because exactly. because they haven't been they haven't been trained, you know. One of one of my big pushes when I go out, you know, for training is telling people they've got to document differently. You know, they've got to start documenting mm-hmm. the joy instead of the bruises. I mean, and those things are important. I'm not saying don't don't report the bruises and the cuts and the sweater that's missing and you know all of those types of things. Right, but, right. But you know, but damn it, write down that they smiled and they had a good day. And and what caused that, you know, cause, so that people can right. duplicate right. that. I mean, that that's a small thing. And, and share it with families and share it with, you know, in the file so that, you know, the surveyors can see um, because I think they get so task-oriented, too. They, they need to be kind of um, emotionally trained and shifted to feel why they even have a job you know in in mm-hmm. what's important
0: mm-hmm. and
2: um sometimes I think we can get too objective and and we lose we lose our effectiveness um yeah.
5: you know in
2: that which is which is too bad um now, m- you know most facilities and in communities though have some type of of activities program i mean that's my
0: right.
2: um what i see what are typical things that you see listed in uh, as an activity and and you had mentioned you know you kind of had a workaround to to give a little a little more flexibility
3: right hold on i just I, i collect activity programs by the way oh okay you know so i can see just that uh okay Many of them start appropriately. They'll have like an exercise mm-hmm. in the morning, an exercise program, which is good. You know, I still would like to to change the way they do that because most of it is too serious.
0: Mm-hmm. And when
3: you're too serious, then people tune out. So that's that's beside the point. At least they're doing it, but then well, and, and
2: don't they have like. De- don't you think too with that, that with
3: the, that whole serious piece is then there's
2: that judgment involved. And then it's right or wrong or fitting exactly. in. Exactly. And when you switch yeah. it to yeah. fun, it's like no one really cares if you if you have the exact form. It's just about the movement <laughs> and the engagement. And it gets silly. And then you add the laughter, and it's massively huge.
3: And they want to come I, back. I know. I to pick up, But, like you know, I, I remember one time we were doing a circle. So I used to start with I, I would start with a uh, a couple of songs first, mm-hmm. in a circle, and then we would do the exercises for, you know, uh, 15 minutes or so. And uh, this one time, one of the residents came up with this completely new, very, very weird version of one of our exercises, and it was so funny. And then we decided to just add it in there, and we called it mm-hmm. John's Exercise. Uh-huh. You know, so let's do John's now, you know, and which which... Brought him, empowered him. Yep, empowered him, and it empowered the rest of them.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: You know, it, it, it was their exercise program. So if they wanted to change it, that's what we would do. Um, what I find is like um, a lot of movies. Mm-hmm. Like I'm looking at one here, uh, one program. They have movies every single day. And. Wow. That's too much, that's too much
0: mm-hmm.
3: uh, I mean, they call them different things, but they're all movies and uh they have and this is actually a better one. They have arts and crafts only once a week for oh. let me see how for how long for an hour,
4: uh-huh,
3: now, uh-huh. what the hell can you excuse my language? What can you create in one hour? When you've been away yep. from it for a whole week and you have dementia and you forgot everything that happened in between, what on earth can you create in one hour? You know it takes you it, it takes anybody I'm an artist too,
0: mm-hmm. and
3: it takes anybody time to sit up to get to get your head together, you know all this kind of stuff for anybody, any artist and then you have a person with dementia who has memory problems. And some confusion about how to use the tools and what the you know paste all that stuff. It, you can't do it. It takes almost an hour just to even get started.
0: Hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: So you really need to have to give people whatever time they need. Well, and that's a good
2: point. And if you're doing it in a group, I mean, then that that slows you down even more because you you know you're you're trying to get everybody on the same page and the the dynamics of the group come into play and you know um you know all of that so i i think that that's a excellent excellent point that that many people um don't understand you know and there's so much of this you know uh i hear anyways when i go out to communities you know we have eight activities a day you know or we have you know whatever whatever it is every 45 minutes every right. Every hour there's an activity, and I just think, you know, one of the goals that most of us have is to relax, and you know, to be able to retire and not to be tied to a schedule. And now we're tying them down to a schedule. Mm -hmm. It's it's so Mm -hmm. horrific. It's like what we're doing to our kids now. With, you know, they got to be in 45 sports and take two instruments and uh, don't forget about school and, you know, you got chores at home and. Stuff and then we wonder why our you know, they don't
3: have a life. <laughs> there's, no, there's no downtime.
6: Exactly.
3: You know? But what was that, that saying recently? I can't remember which. One of the most prominent news programs about play being kids' work. Yep.
2: That's
3: yeah. When they work and 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 there's, actually it's the same thing here. It's we're working our brains when we're being creative. We're not working our brains when we're playing bingo or. Uh, sitting for the upteenth time in the same circle for whatever program that they keep repeating. You know, they, we don't. It's we need to creativity is, is brain exercise, let's put it that way. It is. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and it's, it's uh, but, and but it back to the, the natural group. Thing. Thing. Back, too. back to the group thing Yeah. Yeah. Uh and I, and I use when I start with that's when I start with a new group uh i do start with a a large group because that, for one thing that's what they're used to
0: mhm
3: everybody gets together in a group you know uh and but i start with a group project uh huh so that nobody stands out so i in my book you saw the uh the large collages those things are almost 6 feet from from top to bottom those were group projects that that uh took uh 2 or 3 days
0: mhm
3: all morning long for two or three days with uh, with everybody involved. But then what happened was once they sort of got what what this was all about, they wanted some of them, not all of them. Some of them wanted to just keep working on group projects, and others said, "I want to do my own." So they start doing their own. But then simultaneously with that, I always use fiddle boxes.
4: Uh-huh. What, and was the fiddle I box? always
3: how have. I'll get back to that one second. Okay. I always have at least two choices for anybody because if you have everybody sitting down to do the same project, which is standard when we do activities, okay, it's Easter, so everybody draws Easter bunnies. Uh Uh-huh. Well, first of all, barf time. (laughs) Secondly, it's hard to draw an Easter bunny. Mm-hmm. And most people are not going to find that they were successful, so they have failed. Mm-hmm. So this, is a neg- to me, is a very negative experience. So, to get away from that is to to always make sure you have options for
0: people mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: and that you don't have everybody tied down to do one thing. Yep. They have yep. Uh Okay, no. back to fiddle boxes. Mm-hmm.
4: Uh-huh.
3: Do you want to hear about Fiddle boxes first. Yep. Okay. Fiddle boxes are simply boxes, usually like shoebox size. Oh, they can be bags too, but I like the boxes. I like the the, the, um, semi-clear plastic boxes. Uh And they just have stuff. They just have stuff in them. They have like, I'm looking at one right now. It has like PVC parts. It has Uh a whistle. Mm -hmm. You know, one of those uh, hand... uh, Wrist, wrist thingies, yep. And a whistle on it. It has a tiny little magnifying glass. It has some fabric swatches. Um, it has some kind of a game thing. I think no, this is a, a pencil sharpener. And some some doodads. Who knows from where From what? And they're just all thrown in there together. Mm-hmm. Now the way I use them is uh, I use them as an activity, actually. Because people, some people really enjoy that. It just to for people to just look through it, uh, take everything out, sort it out if they want to uh, organize it. I mean, it depends what they want. And depends or on I the, use the
2: level that they're at too. You know, because um, right. for and in, in, in the whole reminiscing piece, something might trigger something. Um, the textures. Exactly are so important and and we overlook all that stuff, you know, that how important it is to to be able to touch different things and I mean we all we all like those variables but we take them all for granted. We haven't slowed down enough to realize why we like certain things or why we even do certain things. They they just become habit. Right. Right. And right. and you've really looked further at that. Um now Harry made a comment in the in the chat box and he says, you know, why don't they um do more teaching of computers, you know, and this would be for people more in the earlier and mid stages, you know, um, because people are able to to use them and they're able mm-hmm. to connect through Skype and do video chat so that they can stay connected with, with loved ones. Um, do you have some thoughts on that at all?
3: I would love to, to have them use more computers,
2: mm-hmm. and
3: and but what I run up against, and this is even uh, because there are games available specifically for, for this population using computers, um, and it's very hard to get facilities to buy into this. They mm-hmm. still have this no- notion that, that with with dementia and Alzheimer's, people are all of a sudden incompetent in every uh-huh. area, and of course they're not. You know, and, uh, of course, the expense, too. I mean, all the facilities I work with, even if they're private and they charge a lot of money to live there, they still claim that they're dirt poor,
0: uh-huh. you know.
3: So to get anything out of them is very difficult. <laughs> and, and, um, and of course, I, I specialize more in the more advanced, by the way, just so you know, mm-hmm. um, because normally they're the ones who get left behind. And But even even with the more advanced group, I would love to have access to YouTube videos. Mm-hmm. You know, that we can search together, like go on a treasure hunt on YouTube and look at, at puppies and or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you, know,
2: but- you know, one of the things that we did, this was actually in our memory cafe, was we Googled where people grew up. And so we had one woman from Scotland, and so we put in her old address because she still knew that. And and then she talked oh, about her neighborhood, business. and it was so cool. And how you know her and her husband had had met when he was in the service over there. And I mean, it was just it was just so much fun. But yeah, the YouTube there's so many different things that could be utilized. Um, but you know, Harry brings up a good point with being able to communicate and stay connected with people. I. I had that um, impact myself when my mom was dying. You know, I was out of town, and she had told me ahead of time that I I wouldn't be there um, for this. But... My daughter thought of using FaceTime, and so I was gone for three days, but I felt fully connected. I mean, I was able to be right. part of the last rites and oversee hospice and help guide and direct my family. And there's there's so much that can be done, and it's in our fingertips because most of us have bones. Um, mm-hmm. But I think it's be taken to another level where, you know, a, a lot of times um, I think some of the computer stuff that's out there it's kind of like a a self-made bingo program well i'll just set them up and i'll walk away you know and it you know is that engagement or not um and so i what i'd like to do is pull harry in um because he is on the line and get his thoughts for these types of programs if that's okay with you
3: absolutely of course hi
2: harry hey
1: hi lloyd can you hear me
2: Yes, we can hear you. Um, What are your thoughts? You know, because there are these programs out there where they have um, music and and reminiscing pieces and bingo, and sometimes I'll even walk in a nursing home or an assisted living and someone's playing a slot machine. Um, Are are those the types of programs that you want to
0: see in terms of
2: utilization? Not not, not really, uh, I mean, games and
1: lights. And everything, but if you walk into any nursing home, I don't care which one it is, it's empty. The the patients have no visitors, and anything. And so we we create things for them to do to take up their time. Now I'm I'm thinking of along the lines of of having computers that that uh, maybe a staff a staff member can can set up a video chat between the patient. And maybe the grandkids or, or somebody, and and the patient can just sit there and talk. Well, maybe just, or just maybe just look at the grandkids and look at their, at their family and things like that. Uh, I think something like that goes goes a long way, along with the games.
0: Mhm.
2: Definitely.
3: Uh, I, you I agree with you. Uh, was it Larry or Harry? Harry, Harry, hi, Harry. This is Doctor Lockvik. <laughs> hey, Anyway, I agree with you. Uh, for for people who are still in the earlier stages, I, I mostly work with uh, a population that is much more advanced, and they. Uh, I would like to see computers, but I would use, a little, use them a little differently. They also are. Uh, We also have to be careful not to put them under pressure to remember people, and it's hard enough to do that when they're in in the flesh. So for them to actually be on a screen on a computer may be very disturbing to some of the people I work with. But other than that, for early, absolutely, I agree with you. Not only that, but there are uh, games, like really uh, challenging games that people can use on their own. When they're in the early stage, only though.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: My my uh, my thoughts are: I visit uh, I
1: visited uh, a chair facility that has has leather stage patients in it, and and I'm visiting somebody, but I also visit the people that sit down in the uh, in the lunch room that that just sit in the chair for hours. And I know. Now, they, uh, now these these people, everybody, everybody assumes, well, they can't talk. Maybe their eyes are closed. But you know what? I am able to strike up a conversation with them,
0: mm-hmm. and they mm-hmm.
1: communicate with me. Now, they may not communicate with words, but they communicate with me. And I think the same principle can be, be done via a computer. That, um, uh, again, that again with early there. stage,
3: yes. I agree with you on the, in the early stages, yes. Oh. In the later stages, no. Uh, some, I mean, there are many things that happen with these diseases. And one, the, the uh, people are, may not perceive something flat on the screen the same way that you and I do. And if you present somebody, uh, like, say, a, a, a face uh, on, a scr- on the screen of somebody that should be really familiar to them, it can be very, very stressful and very disturbing. So it's something that would have to be handled very carefully. Even even using uh, nice, large-sized photographs with people of their family members, that can be disturbing. Well, so it's something that takes skill. And it's something that takes time. And like you said, uh, you've had numerous conversations with people, whether it was verbal or or just with body language or or vibes or whatever. I I do, too, because I have the luxury, as you do, of the time, but the staff does not. You know, and we are so understaffed. These facilities are grossly understaffed. And even the the most well-meaning of the staff members just simply cannot afford that kind of time. Uh, trust me, I work I work on with, with staff development and training, and it is so hard for them. And, but, don't uh, you think, but don't you think a, a
1: program could be set up that volunteers come in, and, and maybe like on a, on a Saturday or something, uh, it could even be college students or something like that, but have volunteers come in, that, Absolutely, uh, maybe and, and bring some laptop. some that, some that, that's, that's
3: what some I'm, I'm trying to promote. Some facilities do that. Hmm. Some facilities do that. I, I, the computer is not necessarily the answer, though. I think you are the answer. Your interaction with people when you visit is far more important than anything you could do on a computer.
1: Absolutely, but you have you have to be able to reach these people. That that's. That's that's the problem. I mean, uh, so many people will not go to a facility to visit the the, the relatives for some reason or I, other. I
3: know, I know. It it's, is it, it is horrible. It, it's a huge area. It is an enormous problem, and and it's so multifaceted. To, to me, one of the reasons is the facilities are not very welcoming. Yep. I mean, who who wants to be there? You know, I mean, you, we still have. Even if it improved a lot, most nursing homes still scare the pants off of people, and they'll mm-hmm. try anything to avoid going there. And when they do go to visit, they're not comfortable. So we need to look at how we design things of uh, these places for people. Would we? I mean, we need to design something that you and I would be happy living in twenty-four hours a day. And that would
0: bring yeah. in other
2: people to visit with us, you
3: know, mm-hmm. yeah, but and part of I think the issue
2: is too, you know with communities is when they when they work with volunteers, there's a liability issue that they look at, there's a training issue that mm-hmm. they look at, you know, because not everybody can just walk in and 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 do a good job and be responsible and stuff, and so right. it it really it, is it, a very it, it, very. It's kind of like
3: we, like we do that with hospice. Hospice mm-hmm. volunteers, uh, mm-hmm. at, at least all the ones I'm familiar with, all the hospices, all do pre-intensive training with all their volunteers. And mm-hmm. we do, need to do that with volunteers in these facilities as well. And a couple of the facilities I work with uh, do not allow for volunteers at all because of the liability. And a couple, <laughs> and one of the others requires that everybody is bonded. Yeah, that costs money. That costs money. Costs a lot of money. Yep, yeah. So it it's not that easy, unfortunately. And of course, a lot of that has to do with our whole attitude about uh, uh, people with these diseases. Unfortunately, they're still kind of throwaway people. Yep. Well, Harry, thank
2: you for calling in. I'm going to call um, pull Lisa into the conversation and um, see what comments she has. Thank you, Harry. Lisa Hirsch yeah, you, uh, has a mom with dementia. How are you doing today, Lisa? Good Lori. How are you? Very good. Very Hi good.
3: Lisa. Any... Hi. We're on Facebook together. Hey. <laughs> <laughs>
2: How are you? Good, good. Do you have, do I... you have a comments or co- or question that you want to well, ask? No. I
6: you know, I actually didn't tune in at the start of it of the show, but I just like heard what Harry said and you said and, and like people not going to nursing homes, and they're vacant. And, you know, I find that to be true, but I also find, um, because my mom entered one in August, and her place is not, like, really a nice-looking one. I would say to you, if I had to be in a nursing home, I wouldn't want to be there from what it physically looks like, but it's clean and it doesn't smell. But Mm -hmm. the other side of it, and we've thought of moving her, but the care The nurses and the aides seem so attentive and wonderful, and they have worked in this nursing home for 15, 20 years plus. That's a huge statement. That says something.
3: Enormous. Enormous.
6: I mean, my brother lives in Florida, and him and his wife went around and checked places, and his wife said, You know, when I see the people working, when they went to see what was around, and they seem happy, and they've been there for a long time. So, and then on the other side of it, they do have some activities. I mean, they do have someone come in and sing once. We, I live in New York, and this is Florida, so I it's more, and I go every few months, but what my brother and his wife tell me, and, you know, a little bit that I've witnessed. But when I go there, it's, it's. Few things that I observe, and that is, I mean, there are activities for my mom who's still mobile. She walks and talks, okay. She and but she has macular degeneration. She really can't like if they're doing puzzles. I don't think she visually can see it because I don't think she can see a TV. Because when I stand in front of her, she'll say like, you know, she can't really see your face move over. But then mm-hmm. she can see because she's not walking into walls. <laughs> Um, and there's the singing, but, you know, it's like I don't know when this disease, how far it progresses, that even when, you know, if it's in early stages and someone needs to be in a nursing home, then they can do a lot more. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't, a lot of the people sitting there are sitting, you know, in these wheelchairs and, I, you know, it's like, upsetting to see i mean like their heads are you know that's what what activities are they going to go to i mean they'll put them in front of a tv or music and you don't know what's you know what's able to um bring them any kind of joy or feelings or thoughts you know they can't express it to us so i think it's more like just nursing homes are upsetting to people you know where, where Harry says that, that that they're vacant, people don't come. Mm-hmm. I don't know, Lori. What do you think?
2: No, I, I think it's really true. I, I think the I think the face of nursing homes are is changing, but I also think it has a long ways to go. A lot of nursing homes are now becoming transitional care, which is a totally different. Type of care than the traditional nursing home because it's short term, and I think that's and they're they're pulling those in just to be able to make money because there's more money in transitional care than there is in regular skilled skilled nursing long term, and um, and and so the the shifts and the priorities it's it's interesting to see how much things are changing out there and what's really going to have a good impact or not. Um, bottom line is we still need engagement. We still need um, people to feel like they belong. We we still need society as a whole to be much more educated and, you know, to remove their fear and, and get educated as to what's out there. And not only, you know, what's out there for others, but what are you going to want? Because chances are this could be your next home too. Absolutely. And, 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 and we're not looking at that, you know, from a societal level. So I, I think those are, are good points that you that you bring up.
6: So thanks. Well, you know, I just actually, I call every day at 11, and sometimes I catch my mother as she's running by, and I mean running mm-hmm. by. She's like, is running around this merry walk all day long in, in, in a, something that I really truly don't understand and ask them. I mean, I'm glad she's mobile and going, Um, Mm -hmm. But when she was at home, she never wanted to walk. And here Uh she doesn't stop. Mm -hmm. One of the nurses said to me, they thought like maybe it was compulsive behavior. I don't know if she's agitated, but she seems happy. So, I mean, I don't, you know, sometimes she grabs the phone for a second and then she drops me. (laughs) Today, Uh she said, oh, you just missed your mother, but she was hungry. I just gave her a peanut butter and jelly. So for me, it's like a connection Whether I speak to her or not, because my mother doesn't know if I spoke to her, and sometimes I'm sorry she got on the phone and you know, um, you know, she tells me I don't have a daughter. (laughs) But on the other side is is I think the most important thing is the care, is really Mm -hmm. the care they get. What else matters? That's
3: crucial. Absolutely.
6: What else matters? Yeah.
3: Well, in the the thing that's uh, let, nice let, me, is, uh, let me throw in hmm? a comment. You, you're talking about uh, people in wheelchairs, and they are not uh, necessarily unable to do stuff just because they're in wheelchairs. I, you know, I that, wasn't that, saying I wasn't good, saying that. Really I needs to be proactive. You know, what I'm saying they need to to find things that they can help these people do, even people who have lost their sight and or hearing. There
6: are things that we can do. Yeah, I, I, I wasn't saying because they're in wheelchairs. I mean, it, it, there are people that you know, are what, what 20 years old in wheelchairs I, that are running marathons. I, so oh, I wasn't yes. saying oh, that, yeah. but oh, I was no. saying out of the disease, as it progresses, there is a point where, and if you try to talk to, I mean, I say hello to Everyone I walk by, you know, and I don't know. Mm-hmm. Some people don't speak anymore, um, or right, they, you right. know, I, you don't know what they're seeing. I, I meant out of what stage they're left in the disease, not about being in a wheelchair.
7: Mm-hmm. Right, right. Or what level they're at. Well, thank uh,
2: you
6: are,
3: for calling
2: in, Lisa.
7: You're I mean, welcome. I mean, yes, thank, thank you. you.
2: Okay, great. I'm gonna pull in another caller here and then I, I wanna make sure we get back to talking about the book too because it's just such a, a wonderful, wonderful book that uh, Dr. Yuda has uh, pulled together, the Alzheimer's Creativity Project. So I've got some a caller that is live now from a two oh one number, if you wanna state your name.
7: A two oh one is social Lori. Michelle DeSocia Lori.
2: Hey, how you doing? Did Good, did you how have a you? comment? Did you have a comment for us on I this did.
7: topic? I did, I did. I wanted to, okay. I did. Um, you know, as my mom is now in her 15th year of the journey, she has been in three nursing homes to date. Um, the first one was good while she was in the earlier stages uh, at her request. Uh, the second couldn't handle her uh, for about a week. They asked so us to move And now. This last one has been very good for her for the last three, four years. And music is magic for my mother. Um, she's in the latter stages. She's out of the jerry chair and now in the in a, uh, a wheelchair. And I go and I play iTunes and the whole uh, uh, her, her her favorite music. And the mm-hmm. staff is just uh, they can't believe that she can sing the words. They just don't understand. Now, Mom gets great care there, and I bought an iPod and all her music. And they put the headphones on her, and and she rips them off. They don't have the time, like the doctor said, to sit with her like I do. But mom can sing uh, hundreds of songs, hundreds of them. But that's the best way we can communicate. You know, the rest is I love you, you're beautiful, couple a couple of few statements, but that's about it. But when it comes to music, it's magic. Yeah. Up uh, Yuda.
2: Absolutely. Any comments yes. on, on music? I know absolutely, that you. Uh,
3: yes, I absolutely. I love music. I I use it all the time. Absolutely. I agree with you. I have to tell you about one of my uh, one of our residents. Uh, who, when I met her, uh, she was wonderfully cheerful, and she loved to sing, and she would sing all the time. Then she started losing her uh, her voice, actually, and uh, ended up with a uh, not her voice, but uh, she developed aphasia to the point that she really couldn't say anything except to go guttural sounds. Except when we played music, she would sing all the lyrics. And so I I decided to to sort of test her one day. We're walking down the hallway arm in arm, and I sang a question to her, just made up the tune and sang it to her, and she turned to me and she sang the answer back.
7: Beautiful. It
3: absolutely blew me away. Uh, Don't ask me how that happened, but it did. And uh, so... You know, it, it, music is amazing. It actually, music exists in a different part of the brain that's not affected by these diseases. They're they're finding out.
2: Yeah, uh, it, it so. definitely is is there the longest, and um, yeah. and it's so beautiful to tap into um, because it's the fun part of the brain. You know, it's the one that mm-hmm. that is creative and and really is centered in joy. Um, you know, I mean that's the way I kind of look at it, anyways, and
7: yeah, visit so much more happy and, and pleasure instead mm-hmm. sort of sadness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
3: every well, every every facility also have song books around with songs that everybody knows that you can use,
0: mm-hmm. you know,
3: for visits or whatever, and uh, because also uh, when you're singing with your mom. If you have a chance to sing with the people around her, mm-hmm. would help her enormously because it helps for her socialization.
7: Yeah, and connecting
3: to the others, you know.
7: They do it play was, music once a week. You know, uh, they have a live band come in and there's overhead music, but there's just something about the one-on-one connection that that brings yeah, it. I, I, yeah, I don't like the band. overhead
3: music. I, I I do not like music. Uh, it's it's
7: uh, because it's constant. Uh, and sometimes I, mom I, doesn't want it. You know, I got to t- she it's exactly. noise for her. I
3: mean, you would you want to live in an environment where they constantly have music?
7: Not a nice choice. When when I know when she's done with, with the music, I can tell by her body language she doesn't want to do it anymore. And I say that's fine, and we move on to something else. Right. Yeah. Right.
0: Well,
2: and there's there's a big difference between um, having to participate or if it's just subtle background and, and, and how loud it is. I mean, yeah. uh, you know, it's I went to, um, yeah, I went out to breakfast with two girlfriends the other day and we just kind of roared. Cause I said, can you turn that music down? Cause it was just, it, I mean, it was like a fourth person sitting at the table with us. It was just, it, it didn't shut up, you know,
0: <laughs> and the and waitress
2: right. just kind of <laughs> snapped at me and I said, I I looked at her, and I said, you need to know your audience. I said, look around here. Most people here are seniors, I said, and we have a more difficult time hearing. You know, background noise is not our friend. And I said, if you're going to have it on, it's got to be much lower. Well, I don't have any control of that. And I said, well, I believe you've got a manager. (laughs) And so then they turned it down, and and then somebody turned it back up, and then they finally turned it off but it and it made such a difference in our conversation. I mean it was just of course. but it's, it's it's educating people of what really is appropriate and how you know how it works for us and or against us at times. So well thank you for right. calling in Michelle and I'm sure you'll join you, us in Lord. The second half here of our conversation as well, um, Yuda. I really want to talk about your book. You have broken it down into. There, there's so much stuff packed into this book on <laughs> I mean, it's it's amazing. It really
3: is amazing. Oh, and thank it, you, you know, honey. Thank you. And and, and just Lori, I have two different versions of you of it. Uh-huh. I sent you the the regular uh, uh, perfect it's called perfect bound. You know, like a re- uh-huh. regular paperback book. It uh-huh. also comes in a spiral bound,
5: which okay. is only
3: printed on one side, which allows people to take notes and keep journals on the other side of the uh, of the you oh, know, okay. page. Oh,
2: okay. That makes a lot of sense. You know, you have a you have a phrase in here um, that I I absolutely love: "Let go and let flow." And and one of the comments I was going to make about the music that I think goes really with all of these projects is. You know, we talked about helping the other person engage, but when we do that, I mean, what I, what I learned personally with my own mom and when I'm working with other people is when I'm engaged with them in a creative project, um, I'm able to let go and let flow. Like, I would never sing because I have a horrible voice. I just, I, I mean, I'll, I'll sing in the shower How and I'll sing in the car. You
3: belong in our group. We we believe in in creative harmony. <laughs> well, that's great. Okay.
2: But, <laughs> but I but I've also learned, it, which has kind of fascinated me, is people will come up and go, "Oh, you sang that so nicely," and I'm like, "What? You know?" <laughs> But, but I think it's just because of the the joy, you know. There's so much joy in that it just doesn't matter. It overrides right. my horrible voice, right. and mm-hmm. and so there's so much to be taught on on both sides. And I mean, you've got stuff from poetry and painting, and I, 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 it just it it just it doesn't end storytelling. Um, you've got a list of of celebrations, which I think this is a hoot, you know, Fruitcake Toss Day, National Whistling Day, you know, Feed the Birds Day, um, Wiggle Your Fingers Day. I, these are great, you know, um, because it's just they all bring a smile to your face. And and then you've got you know things where they've cut out pictures that are just, you know, I'm looking at some of the, these um, Native American pictures that were cut out and put together, and they're just Incredible for storytelling collages, and
0: mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm.
2: I, I just—I think every community and every family should have one of these books. I really do because I, there's so much in here um, that is so Thank valuable. You. You're giving me goosebumps, Go honey. You give well, me goosebumps. Well, well, this this gave me goosebumps, and it just makes me so proud. I'm getting teary-eyed. It makes me proud.
3: To know you it really does oh thank you thank you <laughs> yeah, and actually you know what before we forget before i forget have your daughter call me at some point okay okay
2: okay she would love that
3: <laughs> she would love that great, great. um to have
2: conversation yeah with my with whole it. point
3: let me tell you why. i uh, how a lot of this actually came about i did not have a budget uh huh. So I had it was either on my own money or I had to hustle up stuff, you know, uh, donations from, from uh, they they weren't f- formal donations, but just I would hustle boards, for instance, uh, mat boards from framers, the leftovers uh-huh. from when they cut mats, and because and leftover paints, uh, you know, the art store. I went to them and I got the. The leftover paint from things that they couldn't sell because they had been, they had a little scratch on them or something, you know, and that kind of stuff. I just had to get, get out there and hustle, so I had to come up with things that uh, that didn't cost anything basically. The uh, that that collage project, uh-huh. with the storytelling collage, mm-hmm. yep. uh, that's from of yep. course is from an art magazine, and I found actually that art magazines, uh, any kind of art magazine as a uh, as a source for collage uh material are are absolutely amazing because they and I've tried with all different kinds of things you know everything from time magazine uh through national Ge- geographic and then uh an artist friend of mine gave me a whole stack of these art magazines and the uh, reaction of the residents was different and uh-huh. i think it's because they are dealing with different layers not only their own creativity, but also the, the creativity on whatever it is that the artist is giving you through his his or her work. Mm-hmm. So there's 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 like an additional something to it. So I, I always have much better results working with uh, with art magazines than I do with other stuff.
4: Uh-huh.
3: When it comes to collages, you know, and uh, as far as the uh, the celebrations. That's because I'm kind of a nut, and 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 my whole life has been let go, left and let flow, <laughs> you know, with, with my children as a teacher and all that kind of stuff as well. So the the uh, making up celebrations was just a natural. Like, how can we, how can we wake up the slumbers? Yeah, slumbers are people who are stuck in wheelchairs are still awake, but they're like totally zoned out. You know, we've all seen people like that. Uh, How can we wake them up and get them involved? So we would come up with just an excuse for a party, so we made up these crazy celebrations. Uh Uh-huh. Even at lunch, you don't have to do anything different. You don't have to do anything different except declare, this is a celebration.
4: Uh Uh-huh.
3: And then Uh sing some songs and, and start talking about whatever nutty thing you came up with for your celebration
2: yeah i i just i love that i absolutely love that what are like a couple of your favorite um activities um that you have in in your book that you're that you can share because you've
3: got you know, the 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 watercolor and but even before that as far as my groups are concerned is that their very favorite is the tile painting and that's whatever group i've worked with by the way it's it's just amazing the uh I use uh four and uh four inch tiles or actually a four and a quarter but four inch tiles uh, the cheapest ones on the market uh they're about fifteen cents a piece and but I use a special paint that you can uh you can cure it in the oven and it's actually waterproof when uh-huh. you finish mm-hmm. uh regular acrylic doesn't work and uh the book takes you through how to get these amazing effects dripping alcohol into the paint, letting it flow and, and mix, you know, and sometimes blend, but most of the time not, which which is what makes very interesting designs. And there are no rules to it except just, just do it.
0: Mm-hmm. And
3: mm-hmm. I try to get people to stay away from anything figurative because they get stuck in what they imagine it should look like. And Uh because of dementia, Mm -hmm. there no, you know, very few of us can ever produce anything exactly the way we envision it, even when we are professional artists. It doesn't work like that, and and with people who haven't made art in a very long time, that's the biggest handicap when you start. Mm
0: -hmm. Like
3: when uh, when I first started a painting project, people would get stuck trying to paint realistic things, like paint a, a flower. Or paint a dog, or paint whatever, and it just did not look like the flower, the dog, or the house, or whatever. So I came up with uh, with just uh, having them do what what are realistically abstracts, but the way I put it was that we were testing out the materials. So mm-hmm. we were only concerned about how the we use foam brushes rather than regular brushes, uh, uh-huh. how the brushes work, mm-hmm. and how these colors work together. Three colors only, and that's how these things came about.
4: Wow. Wow. You know, that's, So they, they were wonderful. freed up.
3: They weren't stuck with having to, to actually produce something that looked like something.
4: Uh-huh.
3: So actually, I have one picture in there with a short explanation at the bottom of it uh, because they've been doing this for quite a while. And again, this group, just like your friend, um, mm-hmm. had never made art before. Uh-huh. Oh, they had. Well, they were children, you know, when they last made art. So, as as adults, they've never made art. And uh, so they they had worked on this for for quite a while. This one woman came over to me, and she was sort of she didn't want to look me in the eye, and she said, "I'm so sorry. I know it's supposed not supposed to look like anything, but this is strawberry ice cream."
0: Mm-hmm. And
3: I tell you, when you when you look at it, it's like. Pinks and oranges and yellows, and it, it it looks like a whole a huge mountain of globs of ice cream. It really does. Uh-huh. So I laughed and I said, "Sure enough, it is." But she got she got what we were trying to do. Uh-huh. You know, even if it, as far as she was concerned, she failed. And I said, "No, I thought it was great." Oh, so the cool. best strawberry ice cream I've seen in a long time made me made me want some.
2: Oh neat. I just um I just put in the chat box here um a report on an evidence review of the impact of participatory arts um on older people. And um I'm sure that there's some overlap there and um it's from the the UK. Put it out, and I'd be interested to read that because I, you know, I I would love to see more studies on
3: right, you know, yeah,
2: this this whole thing. I mean, everything is so black and white, and and you know, arts and creativity um, become so much more subjective. But it's life is subjective,
8: <laughs> you know. So it's yeah, like, well, <laughs> I know. hello. Yes. You know, what are we what are we doing
2: here? Um, right. This is it. Yes. This is important and very very important stuff you know that that we need to really be focusing on and um and so forth, so let's tell people how to get a hold of of you and um all that you are doing um and and Yuda too, for those of you that don't know um is involved with the the Alzheimer's and memory cafe movement um she's just been you know, such a huge advocate in in pushing these forward and pushing them out and taking the time to to speak with others um on this. But I, I want to make sure that we give people um information on how to contact you
8: before
3: I before <laughs> Absolutely. I <forget>. <laughs> <laughs> well there are several different ways. Uh, you get my last name is Lochvik and I'll spell that for you. L O K v i g and my email is lockvik at yahoo dot com uh also you can go go to my website at this point i only have one one website and everything is sort of packed into that one uh you can reach it in a couple of different ways you can spell out alzheimer's a to z a t o z dot com or the Alzheimer's Creativity Project. dot com, or uh, Alzheimer's Cafe. dot com, uh, whichever one is easier. The the Alzheimer's cre- Creativity Project is such a long word that it's easy to make mistakes. Uh, speaking from experience, and uh, so the Alzheimer's Cafe may actually be the easiest to remember. Okay, Alzheimer's okay. Cafe. dot com
2: and those links um are on the to the website and even to email you um there's a yes. there's a hot link on the on the radio right. page here too along with a phone number um to be able to right. to reach reach you. To, um well you are just always such a, a pleasure and a joy to to have on um the show and Again, we'll have to talk offline um some more 'cause there's there's so much going on. It's it's really exciting times. There's a lot of movement in shifting our dementia care culture right now. It's um, like an cool... awakening.
3: Don't it, it you is. Think?
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it really is. It's very exciting. Um and again, for me it still isn't going as fast as I'd like, but it's oh, it's a massively either massively changed compared to even a few years ago um, where right. we are and to see the collaborations um, that are coming to be are it, it's pretty pretty awesome so i can't thank you enough for for spending time with us today and and oh, for taking absolutely, the time Lori. it was
3: a great to, pleasure it was a great pleasure you know
2: to put this book together again, it's called The Alzheimer's Creativity Project and um the Caregivers Ultimate Guide to a Good Day. I love that. I mean it it's it's if you can't find something in this book, um, you know you're you're really you got to reframe what you're doing because there's so much there is so much in here to grab hold of and and utilize um I also have it highlighted on our memory cafe page as a under the tools and stuff too because I just think it's such an incredible resource for people um and um that will just hook you up uh to a link to to Yuda's site. So any last comments you have for us,
4: Yuta?
3: Uh basically let go, let flow and let's just keep working on this. Okay. Sounds, Sounds like a plan. I, well, thank you know, there's there's so much to be done, but it's exciting and I'm looking forward to it and there's some enormous changes in the wind.
2: Thank yep.
4: God.
3: Yep.
4: There really
2: is. Yep. There really is. Well,
3: thank you for being with us and you have a wonderful
2: week and keep up the great work and I'm sure we'll have you back on the show um, before you know it, okay? All right, you too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Before I pull in our our second guest, I just want to make some... um, highlight comments. If you didn't uh, hear our last show, it was called uh, Dementia, an Absent Mind, um, which is actually the title of uh, Eric Rill's book, and it really is about uh, family dynamics and how we how we deal with dementia. He refers to it as a ticking time bomb, and we also had on Barbara Worthington, who's the founder and owner of Caregiver Cards, which is just another way for people to communicate when when language Um, We'll have another show on Tuesday. We're here every Tuesday from 10 to noon. Uh, We also did a dementia chat, which was April 22nd. Again, that is recorded. And we actually had a great conversation with the Partnership in Dementia Care, PIDC, um, Care Alliance, and they were conducting a survey on how to improve dementia care in the future. And so they asked several questions, and there is um, contact information um, on my blog there's a, a post about that, uh, Dementia Chats, um, but if you want to partake in that survey, you can, and that is really specifically for those with dementia. Our next Dementia Chats will be um, May 13th at our regular time, and that is 3 p.m. Eastern time. Would like to remind people about the International Collaborative Resource Directory that we have on Alzheimer's Speaks. We would love if you have a service product or tool for people who are dealing with dementia or caregiving to go ahead and input your information onto the site. It is free to be able to do. Just go to Alzheimer'sSpeaks.com. And then up at the top, there's a big gold button that says Partnering Options, Share That You Care. All you have to do is um, become a member, and we won't sell your name or anything.
5: And then you can go back in,
2: and start listing resources, and you know it might be a book that you read, it might be a video that you saw, it might be a company or a service that you have, um, but there's many, many categories and um, I, I'm really adamant that we need to grow this. We need to come together in one place to be able to share information because people just don't have time to do this search and destroy. For information. On the blog, there's a post called A Quest for Answers, which our intern Michelle wrote. Uh, There's an article that was written by Dr. Uh, Dharma uh, Khalsa, uh, who is the President and Medical Director of the Alzheimer's Research and Prevention Foundation, and that's about food and your health, and that has just gotten a lot of comments. um, I've pushed that out, um, not only on the blog, but LinkedIn and and um, uh, Twitter and so forth. So that might be something of interest to you um, on that. What else can I tell you? I think that's it really for for announcements. Again, other than if you're looking for an Alzheimer's Association, ch- please check out uh, Alzheimer's Disease International. They are the association of all the Alzheimer's associations around the world. If you're interested in becoming part of the Purple Angel project and would like to learn more, reach out to me. Again, just go to the contact button on alzheimerspeaks.com and shoot me an email. Um, feel free to, again, go to the Alzheimer's Research and Prevention Foundation. They really have a lot of great holistic modes. That's, that's their forte in terms of dealing with this disease. Um, and if you're dealing with Lewy body or frontal temporal lobe or you have aphasia, make sure you check out those associations as well. It's very important um, that you get the information, you know, that you need uh, when you need it. So let me go ahead and introduce our our next guests here. Um, They have a They have been doing amazing work. Rick Phelps was diagnosed with early onset Alzheimer's in June of 2010 at the age of 57. And he lives in Ohio with his wife, Phyllis June, and his family and grandchildren are are near him. Rick worked in uh, public safety for 24 years in law enforcement and as an EMT until he was diagnosed, and that forced him to take early retirement when rick was given this terrible diagnosis he again saw the need for action and compassion and he and um you know it kind of took his life in a whole whole new direction and he decided to build a platform um, to help the millions of people dealing with dementia, and so he created Memory People, um, which is a support and awareness group on facebook and it 's a it 's a closed group, so you have to ask to be invited in um, but it 's a marvelous place where others can ask questions and get and give help uh, to one another and That was born in I think it was November of two thousand and ten. Memory People is currently over 6,000 members strong and growing daily, supporting and bringing awareness to patients, caregivers, and all of those who have been touched by dementia. So I want to go ahead and welcome Rick to the show. How are you doing today, Rick? I'm doing
5: good, Lori. How are you?
2: Well, very good, very good. Let me get your sidekick on here. I'll, I'll introduce yeah. Leanne here next. Uh, Leanne Chames is the Executive Director of Memory People and um, Alzheimer's and Dementia Support Groups and Awareness uh, Group on Facebook like we talked. She's Rick's uh, personal assistant and works with him to support the members of Memory People and to bring awareness to the disease. She's also an advocate for Alzheimer's and Dementia Awareness. Um, after losing her own mother to vascular dementia and her mother-in-law to Alzheimer's disease, she you know she really experienced the the impact and the heartbreak that dementia um, can bring to a family. And so, she's out to support others on the journey. She's a mom of four, and her and her husband reside in um, in Washington State. So, welcome, Leanne. Hey, Lori. Hi, glad to have you on the show today i'm I'm very excited to um have you tell our audience about what you guys are up to with this this new faces of dementia quilt and and how it came about and and rick can you can you kind of give us a little background on on how this got kicked off
5: um Lori, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lead that over to Leanne because we've okay. been working on this for a long time, and uh, I can't really recall how it got started, but I'm sure she does. Okay. Yeah. So, sounds well,
2: fair enough. Well, um, it's, it's, Lori, it's pretty neat. Late last year, um, Michelle DeSocia and I, we were online. She's a member and administrator at Memory People, and we found a website. We, we actually found an online virtual kind of a quilt where you could um, – you know put a picture there of your loved one um somebody who had passed from dementia that type of a thing but we kind of you know I thought it would be nice to take that a step further and um so we I, we started forming the faces of dementia quilt and what we what I really wanted it to be was uh a reflection of what we do in memory people because there in the group we all walk it together patients and caregivers and Advocates, you know, those who have lost their loved ones, and uh, healthcare care workers, everybody. And we're all there together talking and sharing from the places that we're all at, but we're all touched by the same thing. We're all in some way touched by dementia. And mm-hmm. so the goal was to bring this a step further out of uh, not only remembering those that we've lost to dementia, but honoring everybody that is involved in it now and um, you know, even if you were a healthcare worker, you could make a square and have um, you don't you don't even have to have a picture on it. It's it's um, a very creative kind of a thing, just to honor the patients that you work with or or whatever. So that's really kind of where it came from. We actually launched the whole thing. We began on on this um, on November seventh of last year and gave it the name Faces of Dementia, and and that's how it all got started. Wow. It's um it really is uh, a neat, neat um thing. I in fact I just uh I just submitted a, a patch um to honor my mom and I, I'm amazed at how many um patches, you know, in this quilt yes. you have. Do you know about how many you have? We have over hundred and fifty. Over hundred and fifty wow. so far. And you know, it's it's you know, as far as and, and I know, Rick is always feeling the same way. And that's a great number, but you look at the membership in MP. There's over six thousand, and then of course you look at this whole big picture. You know, where we're over five million patients, and then you add in the caregivers and everyone else affected. So it's we've started. We've just taken one step on this towards it. Yeah. Yeah, and and it's really it's it's such an important piece, and it it also um, you know reading through the the quilt that's there, I mean it just every single one touches you you know, and everyone has different comments, and um, you know it, it's just it's it's so important. Rick, what are your thoughts about this? Where would you like to see it go?
5: Oh, I just love it, um, Lori. It was it was a great idea from the beginning. Um, I wasn't involved uh, every day or all the time on it because of the, my my memory impairment. But Leanne kept me up to date on it, and uh, I was just I couldn't thank Michelle and well just everybody in, involved with the administrators that was involved in putting this thing together. It was a lot of hours that they worked on it, and I think Leanne might have mentioned this, but we actually just launched this about maybe a week or two ago, so it hasn't hasn't been live uh, that long, and I mean, we've got over, uh, well, we've got a hundred and some uh, spots on it now. I look for it to grow expeditiously, <laughs> if you will, uh-huh. uh, quickly, you know, I, I really do. We're adding, uh, um, as much as we hate to see it, but we're adding anywhere from 50 to 150 members now every day on Memory People, and it's just exploding and and we love that that people's coming there for support and and uh, awareness but we also know that um, as as the numbers progress so does the losses and, and it's very very difficult to read and, i mean every day we we lose i don't know sometimes two sometimes four or five family members that 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 succumb to this horrible disease and and I try to comfort them the best way I can. I, I know having this disease. Um, Harry Urban speaks of this a lot too. But but having this disease, I don't want anybody mourning for me because I will be free of this disease and I'll be going home, and that and that's fine with me. But but you know everybody does mourn because of the loss and and, and things like that. But but it. it It really is has to be a sense of relief when, when, uh, just like with your mother, Lori, I'm not saying that you're relieved Mm -hmm. she's gone. I would never even infer that. But what I'm trying to say is, um, you know, what you've done for her and what you did for her for, what, 30-plus years, you know, um, you'll always have that in your heart. You know, she'll always be there with you. Um, Yeah. And and people need to to remember that when when someone passes with this instead of uh, the, the horrible part of it, I guess.
4: Yeah, I
2: I agree. You know, when mom passed, uh, you know, one of the 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 best things that happened, you know, at the end, if there can be a best, was her service. And you know, so many people didn't know my mom, but knew of her just because of the work that that I do. And um, and and many people knew her, but then stayed away from her because of fear or whatever. Um, but at the service, people came up and said, I really know her. I really feel like I know her. And because we chose to make it a celebration and to speak from the heart. And, you know, and I think that's what groups like Memory People and Forget Me Not, you know, offers is, right. is really those heartfelt conversations. And to be able to have a living piece in this quilt you know, of of a memory that's going to live on. I mean, that's that's an extraordinary gift. Um, and, that and can be. Sh- yeah,
5: mm-hmm. that's what it's all about. It's a homage to the to the caregivers, and also to the patients and uh, the family members, and it's just like answer just everyone involved. Too many times, this disease is whittled down to just the caregiver and the patient when there's so many. So many more people involved, you know. I mean, if your loved one does have to be placed, it's that place that you take them to that you're got all your, you know, you you hope that they take care of them the way you would, and you got all your trust in them. The doctors, I mean, there's just so many people involved with this disease, other than just the patient and the caregiver. And uh, Leanne and Michelle and, and and everybody on the admins, they got together and they come up with this, and it was just a wonderful idea, and I couldn't thank them enough.
4: Yeah,
2: it's. It's a very very cool. Um, Leanne, can you talk to? And, and I don't think Michelle is on the line right now anymore. But maybe she'll call back in. Um, or if there's others out there who have who have made a, a quilt patch, please feel free to call in at seven one four three six four four seven five seven. Again, that's seven one four three six four four seven five seven um and and let us know your thoughts on why did you decide to do this and what did it mean to you and um
4: and you know how is
2: it going to affect you i I know for my family it was just an honor to be a part of that and i i shared that with others in my family and they're like oh i want to i want to i want to add one too I, I want to do one for Grandma. I want to, you know, and it was just, it was very, it was very neat um, to be able to to see that and and to feel that. Um, I think I've got Michelle back on the line, so let me let me pull her back in. Michelle, is this? Oops, is this you, Michelle? Yes, it is. It hi, is. Hi, Rick. hi, man. Hi, hey hi there.
7: Michelle.
2: Do you want to talk a little bit about you know why you felt the need for this and?
7: Well, like Leanne had said, we had come across something um, that we saw, and we thought we could take it a step further. You know, a picture says a thousand words, um, and with each square, it tells a story. Um, it's very emotional. And, mm-hmm. as you, and, you know, you can click on each one, and they, they open up bigger, and you can and, and look at each one separately, and... Um, it's awareness it, it it tells the story of the families, the caregivers. We had a patient actually write a poem we had um, people that don't want to put their family name on, so we have um uh symbols that they can put up um, mm-hmm. you know it, it's very broad and it's awareness and it's something that will always be there
2: well and that's that's neat that you're taking into account um individual people's needs and being able to respect them. Um, and in what they're comfortable with in terms of going public, and so to be able to put a symbol in without a picture, um, and still be part of the big picture, is really a really a very sensitive, compassionate um, way to look at this. You know, it's not black and white, and this is the way it has to be. Um, but you're really meeting the needs of the group um, that, that's affected by this. So I give you kudos for that because. You know, there are some that would say, No, this is this is the format. <laughs> you know, hold to it. Right, or or right. you or you can't belong to the club. And um this disease is it, it demands more than that. Um, you know, it demands more respect than that, um, because everybody deals with this so differently. And and you know, one person's pain or joy doesn't have any more value over the next guys. You know, we're just kind of all in it. Together, with that. So, um, Lori, I just, Lori, I just wanted to mention too, because you have um, two squares that uh, you did for your show here um, to like advertise it,
0: mm-hmm. and
2: it's really neat. And like Michelle said, each each square has been very moving. Um, one of the squares is um, Pauline Baker, and she has her husband. He's in a care facility now. But she did a square for him, and then one is me and my uh, a picture of my mother, who passed from vascular dementia. And it is just exactly that. It is each square means so much, and it tells so much of a story. And seeing it all there together, it's very moving. Um,
0: mm-hmm. A very moving
2: thing just to click through um, and see each part of it. The stories is what brings us all together. So it's it's really. The intent was it to be a symbol of all of us together in this. So. Yeah. Yeah, and to remove that that feeling of isolation or being alone. Um yeah. every, I mean that's so true. Everyone it's like they get it. They they know it, they've walked it, they've lived it, they've bridged it. Um I'm not alone. None of right. us. Right. And alone. it's it's very much a takeoff, um, if I could just say because I thought of this earlier but when Rick made memory people he made it an extremely unique group because it's patients and caregivers together it's it's all of us together and very few groups do that they're usually separated and mm-hmm. his intent was in memory people we walk this in the way we walk it in real life you don't have patients staying in one room and caregivers staying in another room we are living this together and so when yep. we get together on MP we share together and what we wanted to see was this quilt be a reflection of that. And, and that really did all grow from Rick's dream for memory people of providing support for anyone touched in any way by dementia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is wonderful. Um, Rick, anything you want to add there on that? or No, I'll tell you
5: what. uh Between, I just want to say publicly, and I've said this over and over, but between uh, all the admins and and everyone on Memory People, um, it's hard for me to express in words what this has done for me in full June. Um, It started out, like you said, back in 2010, I guess it was, November.
7: And I knew there was
5: a need for this because I needed it. I needed to talk about this disease, and I found out real quick that a lot of other people did too.
0: Mm Mm-hmm.
5: Obviously, it's grown exponentially, and we're, we're tickled to death about that. But it uh, it has given me something to do, um, something that I can do. Be involved with memory people. I've, I've said it a thousand times, it's not about Rick Phelps. It's about everybody that's, that's touched with this disease, and and how we can walk it, walk through it. Together at the beginning and, and middle and end stage, and, and even after loved ones die, um, memory people, it's, it's surprising and we love it that that uh, the caregiver moves in the role of an advocate and they stay on memory people to help the other ones that's just possibly beginning this journey. It's it, it's uh, I, I couldn't be more proud of the way this has turned out, and, and but especially the help that I've gotten these last few years with this. I, I couldn't have done this without everyone that's been involved in it, and I thank everyone, uh, both me and Fulce June, thank everyone from the bottom of our heart. Yeah,
2: very important. We've got a caller online, so I'm going to go ahead and pull this person in. I've got a caller from a a 971 number. You are live and on the air if you want to state your name and um, make a comment or pose a question.
8: My name is Dina Dotson, and I just wanted to say hello to everyone, and I think this, Uh, quilt
2: is a fantastic idea wonderful dina i don't have your new number now i've captured it
8: (laughs) well this is this is my house phone so don't don't capture it (laughs) but but i but i still have it from your old um
2: from where you used to live before you moved i just realized that now
8: so yeah okay well
2: i'm so glad have you made a patch at all for the for the quilt
7: project
8: no, because 'cause I'm camera shy, so <laughs> it's good that you're you're allowing symbols guys. That's very good
2: <laughs> well that's good it It is a very important um project, and it really does. Show the the variety of the people affected by this disease, and it it shows not only those diagnosed, but um, you know some are with their loved ones, um, some are symbols, and so it just it really just shows the need out there that we that we all have to be to be connected and good yeah really okay.
7: really good work. Well,
8: that's well, all for, I wanted to say. <laughs> well, thank you for calling in, Tina. I appreciate it.
2: Okay. Um, Leanne, when you made your quilt, what did your family your your patch for your quilt? What did your family think? What were their thoughts? Did they have comments? um you know they they haven't really said a lot about it. My husband Lewis um was very touched by it. I made one for my mom, and I made one for his mother also she passed from alzheimer's um and yeah it it was um, it was something I didn't really expect for myself. You know, um,
8: uh-huh.
2: we've had we've had Michelle, and then we've also had Pauline Baker. Has they both have put in countless hours to make these quilt squares, and um, and as they said, making them was well, it was a labor of love and a very emotional thing. And I had no idea what it was going to do to me <laughs> um,
4: uh-huh. to make
2: one because I'm over a year out from um, losing my mom and. Or just about a year now, but um, it was really neat. What I I did get very emotional about it, and and I was just kind of trying to figure out why. And I realized because when we do things like that, when we do something tangible, you know, we plant a tree in their memory, or we do whatever, it makes them, it keeps them alive, you know, in our yeah. heart. And then we can show everybody else, hey, you know, they're not, they're not gone. You know they're not yep. forgotten, and yeah, it, it keeps that going. And it it really hit me. It was a wonderful thing. It was neat. Yeah. So. How about you, Michelle? Um, did you make a patch for the quilt too? Michelle, are you there?
7: Yes, Lori. I did make a, a patch for for uh, my my mom, um, and it if, was difficult to choose a picture. Uh, yeah, I didn't it know was. what I wanted yep. to do it. Um, I, didn't, I didn't know if I wanted to put a family picture in A picture of mom now A picture of her in the past And then I said, you know what I wanted to show mom when she was younger Because this mm-hmm. stigma of an old person's disease Needs to end Mom was 58 uh-huh. when, when all this started And she probably struggled 5 or 10 years before that uh, mm-hmm. She's now 73 So I wanted to show mom uh, when she was younger, and that this disease affects people, you know, in their prime of their of their life, not 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 at the end of their life. Yeah. But you know, I had done a lot of patches before that, and picking one for for my own was was a little little more difficult.
2: Yeah, it was hard. I know when I picked one for Mom, I because there's so many variables, and but I decided to pick one when she was um, kind of in her late stages. Um, And, and yet it was so joyful and we were all just laughing. And I look at that picture and my, my belly and my cheeks hurt right away because we were just laughing so hard and having so much fun together that um, I, I just wanted people to know that there, there is fun and there is joy and there's this deep, deep connection. And I don't know if people will pick that up. Um, from our picture Absolutely. or not?
7: Absolutely, I I saw, I saw the happiness in, in in the photo.
2: Yeah, and so that was you know that was kind of my goal because it is it's like okay I can I can have one patch and and then I thought well you know if other family members you know submit stuff that'll be kind of cool too because their relationship is a little bit different you know and and they might pick different things and again it's kind of that whole ripple effect of of um, pieces and, and I should ask is that even okay I just assumed that
7: it was it's not for... even li- there's no limit to the number of patches someone wants to put on okay
2: okay <laughs> so good we've got another caller here so I'm going to go ahead and, and pull this person in we've got somebody from a 951 number you're live and on the air if you'd state your name and comment or question
8: hi this is Diane Hoover and I joined memory people early, early 19, 1911, felt like 1911, 2011. And I and my brother, we walked this journey together with our little mama.
0: Mm-hmm. And
8: I have a patch on the quilt. It was taken when she was 90 years old.
0: She wow. went to
8: heaven in December of 2013. And... um I have no idea how I would have survived this journey without memory people. And to have her picture there is is—it's just a wonderful feeling. I mean, we are so, so thankful that she's in heaven because now she's our beautiful mama, and we're thankful for that.
2: Oh, that, that is so nice. And it is. It's, it's nice um, to have that support group. And to be part, and now you're stitched together, you know, um, in a, in a whole another in a whole another way, you know, sharing your experience, and it is it's very it's it it was very powerful. I know for me too to to submit that that piece, um, you know, that patch. It 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 kind of I guess patched a hole in some ways.
8: It does. You know, from, it really does. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And she's well, there,
8: I, she's immortalized, and she looks gorgeous, and that's how she was. Oh,
2: so nice. Well, thank you for calling in, and I, I, um, my sympathy goes out for your loss, but like you said, you know, she's in a better place, and, you know, hovering over she's you. She's dancing probably, with yeah.
8: angels. Yep,
2: good. yep, wonderful, wonderful. All right, well, you have a great you. day. You too. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Rick, I'd like to ask you, um, what kinds of comments have you gotten from people? Do they do they post, you know, on the Memory People page when they submit something? Do they talk about it there, or is it held to just a – because you have so many subgroups
5: within. We, we actually, that's what it is, uh, Lori. We actually have a subgroup uh, um, for the Dementia Quilt, and uh, people go there and they, and they post – uh, about the dementia quilt. Of course, we do talk it in me- about it in memory people also, uh, because there's a lot of, like I said, we get so many people joining every day that we like to uh, post it every now and then so people are aware of it, you know. Um, but it's a good thing. It's, it's there's, there's just no downside to it. I know um, Dina said that she's not camera photogenic, which she's pulling somebody's leg because she's a beautiful woman and she should post her picture for everybody to see. But anyway, we do use symbols and things like that, and, and uh, I'm struggling. I haven't done one yet because I'm struggling on what to do. Um, I've, I've got a few things in mind, but uh, there's just so many things that I'm thankful for, and I want to draw uh, attention to with a with a patch. So, uh, like like Michelle said, there's no limit. So I think I'm going to have around uh, six or eight thousand patches myself. <laughs> Well, that's,
2: that's great, though. That's great. Because I, I think, um, you know, and I'm just even thinking, you know, if it's the symbol or you, you know, with a statement of, of what Memory People stands for, you know, why you started it. And just even yeah. those little
5: pieces would be really cool.
0: Like, um,
2: you know. I can't, I
5: can't people to understand that that um I, I hear this all the time on memory people in any show i do how much memory peoples help someone and and it's it's the exact same thing for me i mean i don't want anybody to think any different than that because this thing is um uh, is for everyone and and uh, i'm no different i'm just a, I'm, I'm i'm a member there just like everybody else is i may have started this thing up, but. Uh, if it wouldn't be for everybody else that joined and, and sharing with everybody their, their walk through this journey, then I'd be sitting at my dining room table by myself. So it's uh, it's very powerful, but it, it's a good powerful. I think uh, um, when you when you can when you can memorialize someone forever or something, it doesn't have to be uh, a person even. You know, like Leanne mm-hmm. said, or someone said, if you if you're a, a, a healthcare worker. And you want to memorialize somehow the the, um, the place where you work at because all the accolades that they do for patients, you know, that's fine. You know, we can. Yep. And and it, it, it's just a good thing all around. Yep, definitely.
2: I'm going to go ahead and pull Harry in because I'm sure he's got something to say. <laughs> Harry, what are your what are your thoughts on the faces of dementia? Well, well, I'm.
1: Um, um, I'm trying to compose myself, boy, because I'm I'm sitting here just falling off my chair laughing. I got this vision of Rick sitting there sewing up these uh, sewing up these squares for the quilt, and I can't get <laughs> that out of my head. But, but more, more seriously, I I think it's a wonderful idea. I mean, I am really I am really impressed with it. Uh, I do have some questions, though. Is 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 this Is this quote exclusively for um people now i live in I live in amish country and and, and quote making here is is very common and an idea went through my head that wouldn't it be wonderful if we could go to a nursing facility and do a and do a uh, a, a quote of the patients living there? And and mm-hmm. have it on display in the in the thing. But I don't know if it's if, if it's a project exclusively for many people or if 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 you wouldn't mind if anybody would take advantage of it.
0: Leanne can oh. answer that.
1: Okay.
2: Let me you know what, I had her off because we were getting a little bit of static, so let me get you your you're live again. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> um <laughs> Harry, it is um Worldwide, it's for anybody, not just Memory People members. Um, that was um, one of the big goals with it. Was we because, well, what we always say is, <laughs> dementia knows no boundaries, and neither do we. And so, it uh, for as far as age, as far as where you live, who you are, um, or if you're a member of of any group or not, um, you're welcome to be a part of the quilt. And what this quilt is is it's a virtual quilt. Um, I love your idea of... Uh, I actually did something like that in my daughter's class years ago. Each child made a square, and we put it together, and it was a classroom quilt, and it was extremely special. And I like your idea of an actual real-life quilt, you know, hanging in that facility, because like Diane said, it, it stitches us all together. It's such a beautiful way to put it. Um, our quilt is is... Just uh, strictly online, virtual, and so what you do is um, you email us, and then we email you the directions, and you just pick and choose. It's like, um, and you know this, Harry, because you you've done website design, but it's just like picking out a background, you know that type of thing. You tell us what you want, and Michelle or Pauline will um, put those things together, and then they'll drop them there on the page, and then and it, it can it's. I mean, sometimes it's just a few minutes. Sometimes it takes a few days or a few weeks to, to you know, get caught up with everybody. But it's there, instantaneous. Um, so, yeah, it's it's that's what it, ours ours is uh, online quilt, and it is for absolutely anybody that would like to be involved in it.
5: Leanne, we have a, I think there's a uh, a web page or or a address that maybe you want to give out. I think we
2: do. Yes, yes, we do. We have we've just set up a new email account through um, Gmail. So, if anybody is interested in being a part of the quilt, um, all you need to do is send an email, it's very easy, to facesofdementia at gmail.com. And that will come to us, and then we will get you the uh, instructions, some information on how to do it. You can look through everything, and then you can just email us back and say, I would like this background. It'll be you'll have pictures to look at, and you can say I want this blue background, and I want this picture on it to say this, and and it's it's very easy and simple to do. So yeah, um, just it's facesofdementia@gmail.com. Wonderful, and we do have um, the link in the chat box. Leanne did put that in there, so um, yes. people people can see that there as well. So that's that's wonderful. Um well, and and it, I have seen Harry in some um communities where they have done some quilts over time and um something similar to projects like that but um and they're very cool. They're very very cool and sometimes they'll show different activities and and stuff but I I don't know if they're necessarily dementia specific. Um, in the communities that I've seen them in, either, but yeah, I think that would be a, a great, great idea. Any any way to spread awareness is always a is always a good one. So, good question, good question. Um, well, I am going to um, just ask Rick if you've got anything else that you want to cover. We only have about seven minutes left here. I can't believe that time just flies by doing these shows. I tell you. <laughs>
5: Once again, I'd just like to thank everybody who's involved with the uh, the birth of the memory quilt and uh, everybody that's on Memory People. And uh, if they have any questions, you get on Memory People and, and just ask about the dementia quilt. It, it's very simple, I tell you. Just like she said, you go to uh, Faces of Dementia. I don't know, is that what she said? Um, uh
2: huh. Faces of Dementia at gmail.com
5: gmail at gmail.com, and uh, it's a very simple process. Uh, even I can do it, so if I can do it, I'm um, pretty sure anybody can do it. And, but we can always, can always help anybody through it that, that is struggling somewhat. So uh, thanks for giving this time, Lori. It was nice talking to you again. I think uh, maybe me and you and Harry and Leanne going to do a, um, a dementia chats or, or yeah, any of your that
0: other
2: be, shows here coming up, would, and,
5: uh, not before would, long.
2: Yeah, that would be that would be interesting to have you have you back on so
5: we can yeah, uh, of talk about differences. It's mm-hmm. very important for me and Harry because uh, you know, at different states that he's in or different stages or likes and dislikes that's it 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 really shows the the difference in how this affects uh, you know, everybody's different with this disease and, I, and both Harry and I like to talk about that when when we get together because there is such a big difference just between me and him alone. Yep.
2: Yep. It is. It is important to see, and everybody's coming from different angles, and um, the mm-hmm.
5: Yeah, I do want to add one thing, Lori. That the, one of the biggest differences between me and Harry, you know, I'm all the time busy and doing things and everything, and Harry's Harry's all the time sitting in his recliner watching soap operas. I, I try to get him <laughs> get away from those soap operas, but he's drawn to Days of Our Lives, and <laughs> I, I'm, I'm trying to help him. <laughs>
0: We
2: might have to have a rebuttal Harry. I'll, I'll let you go ahead and, and <laughs> make a quick comment. It okay. sounds like you are typing away there. So Okay, well thank you. Thank you, Rick. Um, too funny. Um Michelle, do you have any anything that you want to add um regarding the quilt?
7: Um I just wanna make um uh, make it clear that it's not a memorial quilt, it's for everybody, caregivers, patients, advocates, family members. For anybody who deals with dementia. Um Okay. And like like you know, and it, like Rick and Leanne said, it's a very easy process. Mm-hmm. Um and I hope everybody yeah, I can and I wanna thank you. It, it I wanna thank yeah, you. That-
2: well thank you and I, I'm glad um that you made that clarification too. So I appreciate that very much. Thank you for all your all you're doing there. Um Leanne, how about you?
0: Well um comments?
2: I just well I I really want to say thank you for for having the show, Lori, and, and helping us get the word out there. You know, we're on Facebook and it's the largest social networking site in the world and still <laughs> kinda of, you know how it is. You feel like you're trying to get through molasses sometimes you know getting the word out because you you're wanting to help people and let them know that something's there so this kind of thing is is very much appreciated so we we just hope that the word will get out and more more and more will start to be involved and like you said tell their family and friends and and anyone in your family is more than welcome to make a patch you know for your mom and some a friend or or whoever you know mm-hmm. it's
8: Yeah, so thank you very much.
2: Wonderful. So again I, I thank you guys for all the all the great work you're doing. It's so important. And and with that we're going to go ahead and wrap up the show. Again, if you're interested in learning more about the um faces of dementia, um Quilt, you can go to Memory People or you can um go, you know, look at at the page here, there's actually a link that will bring you um right to um uh, the um the website um, and you can check out the, the quilt. It's pretty, pretty cool. Um, so you can see that or where you can send an email to them to get more information as well. And then don't forget about um, Dr. Yuta um book, um, The Alzheimer's Creativity Project. And again, her links are right on the page as well. Um, I wanna thank everybody once again for, for listening and please um please like our page if you haven't already and share it with others. Um and share this episode. This is this is an important um piece. I think both of them work hand in hand in terms of engagement and relationships. Um, Yudas from you know, the activity and engagement and the quilt um really in a, in a greater world, worldwide connection of, of awareness and support and compassion. So until next Tuesday, we will catch up with you then. Um, if you have any questions or comments, I always love to hear from you. Just go to alzheimerspeaks.com, click on the contact button, and shoot me an email. Talk to you soon. Bye now.